As we continue in worship, receive this reading from Isaiah chapter 60, beginning in verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim, proclaim the praise of the Lord. And now receive this reading from the gospel according to Matthew, the second chapter beginning in the first verse. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I might also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them, went the star and they had seen it at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. Upon entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, draw especially near to us that we might open ourselves to the leading that you offer. Guide us on our path and guide me as I speak the word that has been given. Help it land where it needs to land, take root where it needs to take root and help us together grow more fully into the church that you call us to be. In Jesus name, amen. One of the things that I've heard myself say countless times over the many years of my ministry, but particularly the last couple of years, is 
Things are not always going to be this way. You are not always going to be where you are right now. It's a journey. Now, this is not only a pep talk. It's a theological assertion, and it's a statement of faith. Because the story that we tell is that God is with us, that God receives our cries, that God brings us through suffering and struggle to a new place of freedom and life. From slavery to promised land, from tomb to broiled fish on the beach with friends, the story is consistent. God's saving love and grace are assured. This message has been key throughout the ongoing pandemic, and especially in the moments when many of us are either personally or collectively feeling profoundly stuck. Of course, we all know really that things change in our lives, some of those changes are beyond our control. Some we have the agency to affect. But regardless of how change happens in or around us, we always have the choice of how to respond. How we choose to respond to new realities or challenges set us on a particular path, on a particular trajectory. It's important to choose wisely. At the beginning of a new calendar year, it's tradition for many to give thought to what kinds of changes they want to make in their lives, what trajectory they want to put their lives on. I personally have a love-hate relationship with New Year's resolutions, but I acknowledge that in essence, the idea is not a terrible one. If you're going to change one way or another, it's wise to consider what direction you actually want to travel. Where are you trying to go? What are you trying to do? What steps can you take to move in that direction? Now, I've been thinking about this more perhaps this year than I have in some past years. I've been thinking about it a lot, and I've decided that I want to be like Betty White, or Archbishop Desmond Tutu, or Dolly Parton, or Jose Andres. There are others I could name, but these are currently front of mind. The point is, I'm thinking about legacy. I'm thinking about the story of my life I want others to be able to tell, about how I wish to be remembered as one who has lived in and through the days that we're currently living. I'm thinking about what our lives mean in the larger world. And it's not that we have to be famous, like the ones I've already mentioned. I also want to be like my dad, who is not famous. Fame is not the point. All of these whom I've named, including my dad, who none of you know. All of these I've named seem to have clarity about who they are 
and about what gives their lives purpose and meaning, what it is that they have that they can contribute. They use their powers for good. Dolly Parton describes this saying, find out who you are and do it on purpose. This kind of living, on purpose living, is the kind of living that makes an impact. Betty White, who said many things that are too naughty to say in church, saucy one that she was, Betty White said, everyone needs a passion. That's what keeps life interesting. If you live without passion, you can go through life without leaving any footprints. And the first lines of Howard Thurman I ever encountered many years ago are these. Don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive. And go do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Whether known by a few or known the world over, the people whose lives make the deepest impact are those who have come alive. And I'm convinced that the closer we are to the source of life, the more we come alive. The closer we are to the heart of all that is, the more strongly our own heart will shine. And the epiphany story that we tell today is, in its most broad terms, a journey story on the path that leads to closer connection with the heart of God, with the life of God, with the love of God. The wise ones who come from afar in search of the prophesied new king trained in the art of astronomy. I tend to imagine that this must have been their passion or at least something that they were very good at. And when they saw something changing in the sky, a herald of a promise, they made their journey through danger and uncertainty, guided on the path by a star. They knew who they were, they had practiced their discipline, and they moved forward with intention to discover and honor the newborn king, bringing their gifts. The truth is, is that we do not know how many magi there really were. We don't know exactly where they came from or what they hoped to gain through their encounter with Jesus. But whoever they were, their actions, their choices, their trajectory forms the kernel from which the ancient celebration of Epiphany springs. This is a celebration that reminds each of us to search for the Holy One, to let nothing deter us on the way, to draw near, to offer the gifts of our lives, and then 
to be enlivened by the love of God revealed in Jesus. The nearer you are to the beating heart of God's love and life, the more you will come alive, the more you will shine with God's love. And the world needs more people who have come alive. But you may feel stuck and dull and exhausted today. And you may think you don't have anything left to offer. And in a time like this with so many challenges, you may be tempted to think there is no point in trying. And it may seem difficult to believe that things will ever be different than they are today, at least not for the better. But there are those who have shown us how to shine with the love, peace, and power of God, even in the midst of overwhelming pain, injustice, and despair. The late South African Archbishop Desmond Tutu is one of those people. He said so many powerful things, his life itself, a sermon, a witness to the gospel of Jesus. Among what he shared is this little, little nugget of wisdom. Archbishop Tutu said, do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bit of good put together that overwhelm the world. You see, you don't have to feed whole nations in the midst of a crisis like Jose Andres. You just need to keep doing what you can. When the injustice and foolishness of the world threaten to overwhelm you, do your little bit of good and help overwhelm the world. A legacy, a life that makes a difference in others' lives doesn't happen all at once. It is created along the way, little bit by little bit, choice by choice, response by response. And as we enter this new year, know there will be things that try to distract you and lead you into places of fear and danger. But also know God will guide your steps, will help you do your little bit of good day by day, will help you discern when to hold steady, when to take a break, or, as with the Magi in our story, when to change course for your own safety or your own good. Friends, things are not always going to be this way. You're not always going to be where you are right now. You and I are on the path. God is with us, receives our cries, 
and brings us through suffering and struggle to a new place of freedom and life. From slavery to promised land, from cross to resurrection, from far away places to the intimate life-renewing presence of God's love in Christ Jesus. God's saving love and grace are assured on the path. Whether by the light of a star, the witness of others, courage, good humor, perseverance and generosity, or simply through the encouragement of our loved ones, God will guide us. God will go before us and help us get to the other side. Archbishop Tutu's affirmation of faith set to music by John Bell is where I will end. May this song be our traveling music for the journey of 2022. Goodness is stronger than evil. Love is stronger than hate. Light is stronger than darkness. Life is stronger than death. Victory is ours. Victory is ours through him who loves us. Victory is ours. Victory is ours through the one who loves us. Let this be our song. Amen. Amen.